Hey everyone, welcome to the Rise Podcast. I'm your host, Josh, and this is episode six. It is regarding our will versus God's will. It's a really controversial topic because, I mean, it's so easy to point fingers and say, oh, you know, God could have prevented this or God could have prevented problems in your life. And why, you know, why does he let things happen or, or why is evil in the world? and allowed, and it's unfair, and those are really good questions, and questions that I think we all have, but let's get right into it. So God gives us free will, so even if that means him not being included in your choices, even though he knows what's the very best for you at all times, he loves and respects you so much that he still gives us the freedom to make our own choices. So that can be that could be a beautiful thing, but it can also be a very scary thing as well. Um, and the reason for that is because we rather can choose him, which is which will bear good fruit and positive consequences, or we can choose evil. We can choose things that have nothing to do with him, and it and it leads to our own destruction. So when things don't go according to plan or not our way. We are very quick to point fingers and blame God, but our choices have consequences, positive or negative. Although God is all-knowing and rules over everything and everyone, He still gives us the power and ability to choose. God will never force something or someone upon you. Never. He'll guide you, He'll love you, He'll teach you, humble you, and protect you. He'll father you the best he can to place you in a position to make a choice, but he will not choose for you. Many times God allows certain people in our lives uh, for a certain amount of time, or he allows things to happen in your life because it contributes to molding you into the amazing person he initially created you to be. And not of the world, but of your real home, which is the kingdom of heaven. Our residence is the world but that is not our true home. This is just for right now. He's training us. He's testing us and conditioning us before we reach heaven with him. So he will allow bad things to happen in many cases, but it is not to harm us. We need to get this. It's not to harm us. It's not to punish us, but it's to strengthen us and position us to where we can exercise our faith and for us to choose him and speak and believe God's truth over our life. Whatever we're going through, we'll have the faith and confidence to press on and to keep fighting the good fight and relying on God to deliver us from evil and equip us to puncture through each and every circumstance we're given. That places us in a vulnerable and even sometimes hopeless feeling or situation. But if we believe in God and remind ourselves that he's with us at all times and has our back, no matter how bad it may seem or appear, if we put our trust in him, then he will not fail. And he never has and he never will. It may not happen how or when you expect, but it will happen when the time is right because God knows best. God will always come through for you no matter what because we belong to him. And God is actually a jealous God. He, is, he, he gets jealous 
when um, our time is taken up on other things and, and, and not with him because he loves us. He wants us for himself. He's a protective father and he will do anything and everything he can to rescue us and guide us back into his arms. No matter where you've been, no matter where you're, you've, no, no matter what you've been caught up in, he always pursues us. He loves us. He'll always pursue you, always bring you back, no matter how far gone you think you are or how much you've kind of, you know, wandered off wherever you've gone in life. He is always pursuing you. He always wants the best for you and is always watching over you. Even if it feels like he's not listening or watching or caring, he's there. Even though he's pursuing you and wants to guide you into his arms, he'll still respect and honor your choices, even if that means he's not included. Like I said, you're not too far gone, but you need to make the choice to choose him and follow him. He won't choose for you. He won't force himself upon you. He'll only give you the opportunity to follow him, to trust in him, to be bettered by him but he will never force anything on you. Even if you feel like you make all the right choices in life, but still get burned or you lose, there's a deeper reason for that. Just ask God and he'll guide you into what you need to do to not keep getting negative outcomes in life. If we choose to do good or evil, those two things carry all sorts of outcomes. So most of the time, we are responsible, and we don't want to hear that. We don't want to take ownership of that. And we think, oh, no, it was because of this, or it was because of this circumstance, or this happened. So no, that's not my fault, no. And I'm not saying it's always our fault, but a lot of times we're responsible for outcomes because of our choices, not God. We can't, it's not fair to, to point the finger and blame God for everything just because he. We think that he could have prevented this or that. No, there's free will. And not just your free will, but other people's free will. So that makes it more complicated. God's not going to save everyone from all situations. Some, a lot of bad situations that happen, he allows them to happen for your benefit so you can learn from them and grow from them and be strengthened. We're not victims. We are, oh, he wants us to live as sons and daughters and live strong and bold and confident and responsible, not as victims, blaming the other guy or blaming something or someone else for the problems in the world. Now, there's a lot of cases too where it's someone else that caused a problem in your life because of their choices, of course. But we can't control other people's choices, so we need to just have boundaries, also understand and analyze what the situation and what's going on so we can fairly come to a, um, you know, a valid conclusion of what's going on or how to judge a specific situation. So our choices produce good fruit or bad fruit. It's up to us to choose better. Instead of choosing revenge, for example, choose mercy. Instead of resenting, forgive. Instead of getting offended, choose to see with eyes of compassion and empathy. Choose God's will and character and you'll start to see better outcomes for your life and others as well. We don't have the right to blame God, like I said, because we lack understanding. 
Sin, unfortunately, gets passed down family line to family line. It's literally a curse. So all the way back to Adam and Eve, the first man and the first woman that God ever created, their choices led to sin, which leads to major consequences. This reality, it shouldn't be feared. It's necessary to be aware of it. So when Jesus died on the cross and resurrected, he then took responsibility and ownership of all of our sins. So whoever believes in Jesus and his death and resurrection, all of us are free from sin and its consequences. If we believe in him, if we hand over all of our guilt and shame and flaws to him and surrender and accept him into our heart, we are cleansed. His sacrificial blood cleansed us for life forever. It's up to us and our own free will to choose Jesus and follow him and believe in him above all else and break those chains. So instead of living for ourselves, we'll live for him, which is the best living you'll ever have. It's the best version of life you'll ever taste, that you'll ever see. Uh, we may have ideas of how to live, how, how to go about our life, but God knows the very best for your life. He knows exactly what will make you happy, full of joy, full of peace, full of um, satisfaction, and you'll never thirst again. So here's a few verses that really stood out regarding these topics of regarding our will and God's will. So the first one that I want to go over, or the first set of verses are regarding our will, our flesh, our fleshly desires, what we want as a man or a woman, right? So the first one's going to be in uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 21. So it says, I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, which the Spirit is basically who you are, who God created you to be. We all are spiritual beings. It's constantly fighting against our flesh, against our human physical body. And our, and our physical human desires, our soul. So anyway, so the, it says, For the flesh desires what is against the spirit, and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are obvious. So, sexual immorality moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I tell you about these things in advance, as I told you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Crazy. The next one regarding our flesh and our will is in Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. So it says, Because the one who sows to his flesh will reap corruption from the flesh, but the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Next one is Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. And this is when Jesus was talking to the disciples. It says, Stay, um, Jesus says, Stay awake and pray, so that you won't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So if your spirit is strengthened, then the rest of you is basically put in check. 
So instead of your flesh wanting this or wanting to overeat or watch porn or do all kinds of sorts of crazy, unhealthy, unfruitful things, if your spirit is strong, then it'll keep the rest of yourself in check. If it's out of whack, and if you're feeding your flesh, your own selfish human desires instead of your spirit, which is a godly truth, wisdom, prayer, and the list goes on, worship, then you'll overcome all of those temptations. You'll overcome and not be led by your own selfish desires to feed your flesh. It's a struggle, and it's easier said than done because the world is full of temptation and selfishness and gluttony and all kinds of things. But as long as we feed our spirit truth, we listen to God's word, or we read God's word and meditate and feed our spirit that truth, that is spiritual food that we need, that we all need. If you feed your spirit truth and that the, the fruitful things, then your flesh will submit to your spirit. So the next verse I want to go over is Romans 8, um, or chapter 8, verse 6. It says, For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. So the mindset and the will of our flesh is sin. What does sin lead to? It leads to death. That's why when Jesus died and resurrected, he saved us from that inevitable outcome, death. Sin leads to death. Sin spoils life. And it is a disease that causes death, your um, destruction. So if you believe in Jesus, his death and resurrection, accept him into your heart, you're free from that. You're liberated. You're set free. You don't have to worry about, oh man, am I going to go to hell? Am I going to go? No, no, you don't got to worry about any of that. And once you believe in him, follow him and accept him, then you'll live eternally with him. This life on earth is our first life. After death, if, we, if you follow Jesus, you'll go to heaven and you'll live forever with him for all eternity. And that's the good news. That's the good news of the gospel. That's something to be so happy about and so at peace uh, just knowing that. Anything you're going through, all the issues that are coming up in your life, or you're just like, what's the point of all this? Everything leads to your eternal life with Him. All the hardships, all the lessons, all the tribulations, they all lead to liberation, freedom, living in peace, love, joy, and mercy, and everything that God has to offer, but for eternity. So, this life is just temporary. All the, our issues, all of our problems, our dilemmas, whatever our circumstances, it's temporary. That truth that I've outlined is something to, that we can all look forward to. So, we, so the next time we ask ourselves, what's the point of all this? What, why am I suffering? Why? It's because he's strengthening you. He's conditioning you to, to, to become the person that he created you to be in, initially. So he can lead you to who he created you to be, not who the world tried to mold you as. So the next one is 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. This is the last one regarding our flesh. It says, Do not love the world or the things that belong to the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father, which is Father God, is not in him. 
For everything that belongs to the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride in one's lifestyle is not from the Father, um, but it's from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away, but the one who does God's will remains forever, meaning for eternity, eternal life in heaven. So the next verses I want to outline is um, emphasizing God's will. And the first one is in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 through 13. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, and this is the Lord's declaration, plans for your welfare, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You will call to me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. That's awesome. Um, another one is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20 through 21. It says, Now may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, with the blood of the everlasting covenant, equip you with all that is good to do his will, working in us what is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ. Glory belongs to him forever and ever. Another one is Luke chapter 9, verse 23. It says, Then he said to them all, If anyone wants to come with me, this is Jesus talking, If anyone wants to come with me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Whatever you have, whatever you're carrying, whatever you've done in life, doesn't matter. He says, Take all that and walk with me. Follow me, and you'll find me. Another one is in Proverbs. It's going to be chapter uh, 3, verse 5 through 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. Think about Him in all your ways, and He will guide you on the right path. So trust in Him, follow Him, rely on Him. He will guide you and, and guide you onto the right path, the path that He knows that's best for you. The next one is going to be in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 20. It says, Pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless actions, but be filled by the Spirit speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music from your heart to the Lord, giving thanks for everything to the God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So be thankful for everything. Glorify God in everything and everything that you do. Um, the next is in 1 John. It says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This one's, all these are awesome, but I love this one. This is in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 26. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. 
Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, we must also follow the Spirit. We must not become conceited, provoking one another, or envying one another. Wow. So those are really good verses to meditate on and also to to get more understanding of what our fleshly desires are and what God's will is. So I hope this encouraged someone today. I hope this cleared up a little bit of, you know, of, of uh, your questions as of why certain things happen and how they happen and how they unfold. There is no such thing as coincidence. Everything happens for a reason. And that could be for you to learn a lesson, to be humbled, to actually be led down a path to avoid a worse path. Like, for example, like, say you get in a bad car accident and you're pissed off. And you're just like, God, why did you let this happen? This is horrible. And then he's probably just like, you know what? You may think that's bad, but I actually prevented you from a worse destruction. You could have got rear-ended, by exa- for, for example, and you're pissed off about your car getting rear-ended and, and your, the back of your car is dented but maybe he prevented you from getting T-boned instead and getting killed. You know, a worse accident, a worse outcome. And then also there's big, there's even more complicated situations like, why, God, why did you allow these people to get raped or get abused or get murdered so unfairly and disgustingly? But it comes back to our own free will. Unfortunately, what we choose have consequences. If we think that we're doing everything right or we're doing the best that we can, trying to live the best life that that we can live, trying to be fair and just and equal to one another, but we still get screwed, other people's choices can affect your life as well. Now, God has our back. He he, He protects us, but he can only do so much based on our choices. He can try to influence someone and prevent something from happening, but there's only so much he can prevent because people's free will is one of the main causes for bad things happening, you know? And it's not all the devil either. We can't blame the devil for all the, uh, the outcomes in our life. That, that's the easy route as well. We, we rather blame the devil or we blame God, but we never really blame ourselves and think, what did I do to contribute to this outcome? or this other person did this to me, or, or abused or did evil upon this person. Why is this happening, God? Why, why didn't you stop it? Because they have a free will, and that will can be evil. And sometimes evil punctures through. And, that, and it seems unfair and unfortunate, but that is the world we live in. It's filled with good and evil. And that's why we need to pray. We need to fight in prayer against the spirits of the world, against the evil that's in the world, living in the, in the shadows and the invisible. I'll basically believe it when I see it. Well, our physical eyes can only see so much, but it cannot see the things of the spiritual. So there are things that we don't understand. It's good to pray and ask, what, why, why did this happen, Father? Why is this happening and what can I do and how can I respond to this situation? Those are all valid questions. There's a lot that's not going to make sense. So it's, it's okay to not know all the answers or not, or not be clear on 
on things that happen in life and why things happen unfairly and why evil is allowed to happen in the world. Sin, our own free will, the devil, and God allows things to happen. So ask him. Don't be afraid to ask him and be straight up and say, you know what, God, I don't understand your ways or why things happen the way they do, but I trust you and I know everything happens for a reason. And as long as you differentiate and separate and understand our will and God's will, God's will is clear. He loves you. He wants the best for you. He created you for himself, for family. And he placed you in the world for you to have a purpose and experience the life that he created. And before sin got in the equation, before evil got into the equation because of our choices, he wants us to experience his will, his goodness, his version of life, which is the best version of life that you'll ever need and experience. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope it helped answer a lot of complicated questions. If not, just ask God. That's the best thing you could do. Ask God to get clarity and to get peace about a certain situation because there's only so much that we know and that we can understand. But yeah, if you don't already follow me on Instagram, my Instagram, it's rise underscore podcast 1111. Go ahead and give me a follow. And if you have any um, special requests or things that you'd like me to discuss, then I'm definitely willing. But yeah, I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend and stay strong. Know that God loves you. Know that he wants the best for you. Keep rising above. Keep puncturing through all of life's problems. God has your back. You're not alone. You're not by yourself on this. And you have everything you'll ever need as long as you follow God, know your worth, and know, know who you are and who you belong to. Take care, guys, and have a great one.